This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin. You're tuned into the show that explores the narratives of historical landmarks and places in the Klang Valley. In this episode, we're going to Selangor's capital, Shah Alam. Shah Alam was developed to be Selangor's new state capital, moving the administration centre away from Kuala Lumpur in 1964. The city then grew to be its own town and city that's pretty self-contained and tucked nicely along the federal highway as it heads to Klang. Heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa is here on the show to help share the history of Shah Alam. I, I think that, that for me, just in my memory yeah, or in my in my experience of, of how Shah Alam, there was KL, of course, KL City Centre, then then um, it grew and it grew into the greater KL and then you had PJ Petaling Jaya coming up as the satellite town in the late 50s, um, 60s to take over, early 60s to take on um, the growing population of the city. And then um, then you had uh, further west, obviously, um, Klang and Port Klang. Uh, which is, you know, by the, the coast, so to speak. And in between, um, it was like a state, right? And and some small towns, but Tiga was there, you know. And and so Shalam um, was is a is a totally new planned city. Um, and if you look at it, it didn't grow up as a sort of, you know, there was a. A kampong and then it kind of morphed and it grew like KL did. Yeah. It was a planned city. And with the development of and and the um the growth of, of the nation, I think there was always this intention if Kuala Lumpur was to be the federal capital, then um it couldn't share or w- shouldn't share. Uh, the Selangor state, you know, would, would need needed its own capital, or would you know would have its own identity through its own capital city, um, and that's kind of like where where if you are looking at the origin, so to speak, of this place called Shalam, you know, came about um, because when KL became federal territory in um, was it KL became a city in 1972. And then was given city status, then became federal territory in 1974. Um, as FT, it's really not part of Selangor. So it can't be the capital of Selangor, right? So w- with that in mind, um, the state government of Selangor and the federal government, you know, um, negotiated and agreed with the Sultan, obviously, because the Sultan of Selangor is Selangor, and land matters also obviously affect the ruler um, and the patronage of the sultan. And um, so this area was identified. It was kind of between um, KL Town, PJ, and um, Klang. And uh, it was able to be built up as as a city. And so you kind of had a new city develop there, a planned city, a city which would have certain aspects of it, you know, which would be sort of part of modern city. It's not anything old. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have, you know, 100-year-old roots in, in terms of the, 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 the built environment, so to speak, right? 
And um, so you could do what you will with as as planners and as government. You know, um, what do you want to say? What do you want to say about yourself? What kind of identity do you want to project? And Shah Alam was essentially that um, to make up for the loss of um, the capital, the traditional capital, the origin, the the old capital um, of Selangor, which was KL, and when KL was then federal territory when it was in a sense, I mean, I wouldn't say annexed, but was then given up to be federal territory um, and the capital of the nation. Um, Selangor, um, you know, absolutely wanted to make sure that they had a place that they could call their own capital. So that's in the late 1960s into the early 1970s. And so, you know, you had this, city center being built um, and planned around um, a hill and a lake, in a sense. And um, what I remember of Shalam is, is on this drive on this federal highway or, you know, with a bus or whatever, but on the federal highway going from KL toward Klang and Port Klang, there will be this tower that was really dominant um, you know, as as you were going toward Klang, and you would see it on the right, and it was it dominated um, the landscape because although it wasn't a very tall building, and um, because it was perched on a hill and a rise, you could see it for miles and miles around. Um, and that was the tower, um, the administrative block of um, the at that time ITM Institute of Technology Mara, which um, became. UITM, obviously, when you went there <laughs> and when you were studying there. Um, but that's that's kind of my, I suppose, memory. And I think that for orang tua like me, eh, that, that will be part of the the, the, the visual, you know, uh, memory of, of that place is to see this tower and the township that grew up around it. Mm. Was there ever any other consideration apart from, I guess, building Shah Alam to be the new administrative centre for Selangor, were they considering other spaces perhaps, you know, prior to, prior to well, then I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, all I know is, uh, what I do know is that there was Shah Alam. You know, it was between Klang, which is the royal capital, KL, which was the former capital. So to actually set it in Shah Alam made perfect sense. You know, this was a road, this was on the way um, to and from these two major um, connections um, to the city of to the state of Selangor. So, if you were going to put a capital city, you know, somewhere in the away outside of this route, um, you would need to build infrastructure. You would need to, you know, to make um, road access, train access, etc., um, which is which is just far more intensive building. This is quite natural, you know. You have plantation lands, which can be um, changed and 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 rezoned, um, and um, a planned city could come up there. Um, and it wasn't only the city. Remember that that around there and, and the, on the approach, you pass Batutiga, um, you had um, industry as well as part of the development of Shalam. Uh, but the industry and industrial estates were on the other side of the highway. So if you're heading toward 
uh, if you're heading west, um, God, my orientation, uh, I think um, if you're heading west, then on the north side of the highway will be the city of Shah Alam, the residential, the commercial, but the industrial would be on um, the other side of the highway. Mm. And so it was quite well separated in the sense of, and, and therefore, when I say planned, you know, it's like, you keep people close to where they live, they work, etc. But also in terms of industry, um, while you want to keep it within the boundaries and the development of a place, um, you also want to separate it because, um, you know, if the industry is more polluting, it's 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 got a different um, vibe to it. Yeah, um, that that's where so you get all the factories and things like that on the other side um, of the highway. But yeah. within Shalam itself, apart from that that tower, which was the dominant feature, I for me it was the dominant feature of um, that you know that drive. You would always know when you were approaching um, uh, Shalam because of that, and 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 so ITM, and there was this big logo, you know, and, and you always knew ITM was emblazoned on on this building. Um, around that and close by in the other neighborhoods, you would have um, over a period of time, um, what, what would have been built with, you know, the lake, um, the PKNS um, development um, of, of, of commercial development, then the accommodation that for flats and houses in the different sections um, that serviced or, or served the population of Shalam. Students, obviously, living in, in apartments um, close by to the university. Um, grounds, university grounds at that time were very lush and, 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 and rolling and not as built up as it is now, you know, as dense in terms of, of the number of buildings. Um, and uh, you had um, really a nice lake. Uh, around which, you know, people would, for recreation, yeah? So you had that, you had your shopping, you had, so all your services, everything was was contained in, in that city. And then later in the, you know, this was in the 1970s, right? So in, by the 1980s, um, the other monument that came up, um, two other monuments came up. One very distinctive monument was what everybody referred to as the Blue Mosque, mm. which was the, the state mosque. And it was huge and beautiful and had this huge dome and, you know, was monumental and was a, was a must-see place, must-visit place. Um, I mean, obviously, as a mosque, you know, you, you it, it's used... Um, by the Karyal, um, and it's a religious uh, place, so you respect it as that. But it would be something that you would find photos and, and postcards and um, all sorts of things about, like, you know, if you're going to visit Shalom and you're going to go to Shalom, what do you do? You you go see the Blue Mosque. Um, and you also go see um, this other building that I used to call a spaceship, but um, which is the State Secretariat building. Which is also on on another hill, and around that you had the library, the state library. You had, um, you know, the gallery. You had, uh, you have 
um, the, the the complex, um, you know, that houses the the state government. And um, I think that that all of that, you know, is is part of the identity of the city. Plus, you have this data run, um, you know, within where, where activities took place. So you have a an area which is really quite self a city which is quite self contained, but completely modern um, in terms of its planning and um, the the not just the activities but the um, assets, the types of facilities that it had. Yeah, do you also... remember using the lake ever or going around Lake Garden? I did. I used to go there. I used to bring my kids there to the Shalam Lake. Yeah, because oh. you know there was there was um, uh, you know there was paddling on the lake. There was a little um, play, kind of like a little theme park kind of thing. Um, but I'm showing my age, yeah, honey. <laughs> Honestly, I actually haven't been there enough, surprisingly. I think because I was just, yeah. I mean, I've been a there. Student and you used to go to campus, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, uh, that and other spaces. But the lake has always been, I guess, an important landmark to uh, when, yeah. you, when you want to navigate around Shah Alam. And of course, Shah Alam is also very well known for the roundabouts. Um, that's, the huge <laughs> roundabouts, right? Yeah, yes. The big, big, big roundabouts. And the palaces. And yes, the big club yeah. and the kind of architecture that you see there, you know, um, from from the 1980s, really. Well, the earlier architecture, the very brutish kind of like, you know, raw concrete um, buildings that you had, you know, in the 60s and 70s. Um, but then in the 80s, you get these monumental uh, roofs, blue roofs, really. If you think about it, well, some brown, some terracotta. Um, the club, you know, that, and there's this huge roundabouts, right, which are elevated. And so you get off the federal highway, go through these, you know, around these huge roundabouts um, in, in order to access um, the city. That was our resident heritage conservation expert, Elizabeth Cardosa, talking about Shah Alam, Selangor State Capital. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin, and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Joining me on the show is our resident heritage conservation expert, Elizabeth Cardosa, and we're talking about Selangor's capital, Shah Alam. Picking up from where we left off, we will now look at how Federal Highway has become a divider of sorts to separate the residential and commercial areas and the industrial areas. Was this a deliberate design on their end? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, just common sense, isn't it? You keep um, heavy industry factories and all of that away from um, residential, um, you know, more more commercial, well, commercial in the sense of, of you know, retail, um, housing, um, other kinds for other kinds of activities. Um, and of course, because the university was a very, very key feature, I think, in, in Shah Alam. Um, and it provided for, you know, a huge uh, population, really, you know, thousands and thousands of, of, of students would go through the university. And then all the faculty and all the services that needed to support having a university town is almost like a, it's almost at that time, like a university town, if you think about it, you know, um, 
of course, there was housing. There was there was lots of other kinds of um, activity that was going on, and people lived in Shalam. It was relatively cheaper to buy in Shalam than it was properties in Shalam than it was to buy in KL uh, because it was new, you know. And it's great because it was new. Um, so you you have you have a modern outlook. You 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 know you're not living in a building that's fifty years old and you have to renovate it. To upgrade it, you you're working, you know, within a scope of sort of really very much more modern technology and modern building um, styles. Um, so it serviced a particular population, and because you had this artery, this main artery, which was the federal highway, um, you could work and you could commute uh, into other parts of of the city. Uh, of KL City or um, the area around it through, through uh, you know, by living in Shah Alam, you would still have access, easy access, and you kind of, you're halfway between Klang and, and KL. So you kind of have both ends, you know, you have the, the major metropolis of Kuala Lumpur, and then you have, um, you know, the character of, of, of Klang and Port Klang. Um, which were older um, places and, and, and in a sense more laid back and having different configurations. And then there was this modern, completely modern um, city. Um, so so KL, um, Selangor stamped its mark. We are a modern uh, state. We are completely modern. We're up to date. Um, our township, our buildings, our our identity very much there um and uh you know at, at that time there was talk about it being oh, i don't know whether it was at that time or later it's like you know what do you call it you know banda lestari a banda uh is an islamic uh representing an islamic a malay town an islamic town you had palaces um the rajamuda's house um the Sha'alam uh, club um, do you remember those things, those places? And then one building that I absolutely loved um, in the city centre was um, around the lake was the Bagnagara building. You know, they had uh, a branch there. Um, and then PKNS. And later you had other hotels that came up and other sort of high rises in, in the area. And then Chalam expanded to incorporate other areas. <laughs> which I completely, you know, I mean, I think it belongs to the community, the, 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 the majlis, Puja um, Alam and Satya Alam and, you know, everything Alam, right? Um, I'm not sure whether, you know, which which jurisdiction um, it is. But now when you look at a map of Shah Alam, you kind of see it bounded on one side, you know, having a, a border um, with Klang district, and on the other side, a border with um, Subang district, you know, and, and it's a town, the, the city. So Subang city, Klang city, and KL, well, PJ Selangor. Um, but it is very much um, central um, to the, I think now, we, we when we think of KL, when we think of Selangor, we think of um, Shah Alam. At least I do. 
funny because I think once upon a time I used to think the same way but now I tend to gravitate towards PJ being the central of Selangor as much as I used to stay <laughs> in Sha'alam I don't know so I find it quite interesting because you stay in PJ right and, but you still see I stay in PJ but I see Sha'alam as the city capital and I and in my mind's eye I still see this tower you know mm. and I see this blue moth and I see these monuments in, in my mind's eye I also see um, the the so-called marble arch that separates um, KL from Selangor yes. and that marks the boundary of KL and Selangor. And I associate that with the, the Sultan, the late Sultan. And I associate that with um, Sha'alam, actually. I, I, I kind of, you know, I know it's a bit like far of a jump, but because Sha'alam is there, you know, um, as a result of KL being coming um a federal territory um and uh, kl uh being given away so to speak um to to the federal government um from it being part of the state government a state land so it now becomes federal land um this pintu in this marble arch is um pintu gurbang um is uh, a marker that in my mind i associate with the development of Shah Alam. So, you know, these things kind of connect up for me anyway. Um, there's also the stadium, right? I mean, Shah Alam is also well yes, known for and that the stadium came up, Again, these were all these monuments came up in the 80s, you know? Mm. The the big stadium, I mean, the football stadium, the, you know, it, 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 a huge stadium, Malawati, isn't it? Yeah, Malawati, there's Malawati Stadium yeah. as well, yeah. And, uh, you know, so you have two stadiums in, in, in Shah Alam. Imagine that, that you really have um, all the facilities that you would expect in a big city. And while it may not have had that kind of population to begin with, uh, it's now grown, obviously. And, um, you know, and, and so you you started off with just the PKNS mall, right? Um, now you have other malls. You have so many other shopping malls. It started off with, you know, one hotel. And now you have um, lots of hotels around. Um, and and obviously, you know, each of the sections um, in Sha'alam, and, and that's sort of, in a, in a sense, a character of like PJ as well. You know, for each of the sections, you have housing, um, you have commercial like, like um, shops, you have schools, you have the school field, you know, and recreation for each of the sections um, in, in Sha'alam. So whether... And they would be zoned, I suppose, by, um, you know, whether they would be single-story houses, double-story houses, link houses, sort of bigger pieces of land, um, and, uh, you know, the bungalows, you know, around these big roundabouts, right? <laughs> and really, this this, this image of, of Shalam, again, you know, you talk about when once you're in Shalam, you know, you think about these these roundabouts, which which really are very much part of the character and identity of the place, and it's always in my sort of view that when you start putting uh, stop traffic lights, you know, and <laughs> these roundabouts, you know, that you you lose the sense of you know being able to go round and round and round a roundabout, which is quite fun, especially when you're younger. Um, you know, and and it's kind of like, oh, okay, we missed this turn. Let's just continue. You know, and you, it's uninterrupted, meaning that you know you're not interrupted by traffic lights. Now you have kind of have traffic lights that do, um, you know, stop you from going round and round and round 
continuously. I don't know whether you used to do that when you were a student, but you know, it's kind of like, what else do we? Do? Yeah, not really, because I think the, the the roundabouts can be quite big. Some of them are quite big. Huge, huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah. You you never find them that size in KL and or <laughs> anywhere else. You know, and that, I suppose that's the nature of it being a planned city. You get huge roundabouts in Putrajaya as well. Oh yeah, actually. Well, yeah. Now that you mention it, yes. I mean, drawing from my own personal experience living in Shah Alam, I find it, it feels. Shalom is a, it's a bit of a queen city and to a certain extent I think um, what I like about it at least is that it's never super hectic it can be quite busy especially during certain periods but it was never really that hectic you know and as a city I mean if I were to uh, I mean draw on my experience living there it it feels especially on weekends it feels peaceful and my theory is that it's because there's nothing much quote unquote technically that you can do there and hence people go out of Sha'alam to have fun quote unquote although technically it has grown to be a bit more trendy but still um, um, I guess yeah people do go out of Sha'alam and because there's Federal Highway of, of making it more accessible to KL and also the NKVE on the other side um, yeah it makes things more accessible for people to I guess make it a township where they like a satellite town right where they, they, they live there and perhaps they go to work or they even go out to have fun elsewhere, right? But think about it, though. You know, you have the Bukit Sharika, you have, you know, other yeah. kinds of places which are completely accessible um, to people who live um, in Shalam rather than kind of like, you know, very often, uh, you know, you live in a city, you kind of want um, nature. Mm, you kind yes. of have to travel quite a distance. You know, Shalam is quite close. Um, so you actually have it within your neighborhoods. Um, so yes, peaceful um, in a way, um, different kind of culturally, quite different in terms yeah. of what it offers. It, it doesn't offer nightlife. It doesn't offer party time. It doesn't offer, you know, um, the kind of um, entertainment, uh, you know, that, that you would associate with, you know, neon and bright lights. Yes, true. But food, is galore, right? There is um, lots of different kinds of um, there, there, there. You want to get Malayque, you know. You would just, you know, my friend in section who lives section um, three, I think, will say, okay, okay, around the corner from my house is, you know, such and such, you know, go and get, you know, from there, you know, and 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 you would get that kind of um, neighborhood and quite neighborly. Um, uh, character uh, because it would be quite intimate and yet it is a city and yet it has all these facilities you know you have your hospital you have your university you have your Bagnagara you know you have your your like you had in Kayala Lake Gardens you have a lake area you know in PJ you have Tamanjaya you know you have a lake a, a planned lake uh, for recreation um along with all the other institutions um, that are around there. Um, and you have your library, you have your museum. Um, and it's all within proximity of each other. But you also have these, apart from these huge roundabouts, uh, you also have these big roads. Um, so sometimes going from one side of the road, if you're on your on foot to the other side of the road, that one is a bit more difficult. So you kind of need some form of, of transport um, apart from, you know, just Jalan Kaki. 
Um, and I think that that really is, is you know, when you talked about the roundabouts, right? I mean, you, you don't, you can't walk around it. Nah. They, <laughs> they're big. True, true. Yeah. And I think um, right now they're also currently building the LRT3 around around where I used to live. Um, so mm -hmm. they're trying to make it more accessible to other people as well. And, or, or they're trying to connect, I, you know, I, people yes, to think, the city yeah. in a better I think way. It, I think they're trying to connect I know, and that's that's um, um, that's really very much part of sort of you know the modern planning and the modern thinking about you know that we really want to cut out or we want to increase um, accessibility through public transport as opposed to um, private vehicles. Right? Correct. Yeah. And I think that that Chalam, yes, doesn't have that uh, yet doesn't have that accessibility yet. So you kind of have to, um, you, you had buses, but then it serviced, it was limited, right? And so to go anywhere and, and to do anything, you kind of needed to have your car or your bike or your whatever, um, because if you only depended on public transport, it would take you hours to get from one place to another. So, so... But in modern thinking, uh, it's something that needs to be addressed and is being addressed, climate change, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so you you increase um, accessibility by things like, um, uh, you know, having LRTs and MRTs and, and the train. You know, when, 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 the, when the train passed by, it passed on the other side. It doesn't go through Shalam, you know. I'm talking about the KTM. You know, when when you're looking at the KTM, you know, the KTM went from, you know, Port Klang, you know, into KL, and it kind of like missed <laughs> uh, going through or Shala. Yeah, know, I think there are two stations there. Yeah, just Padang Jawa. The nearest to me was yeah. Padang Jawa. And yeah. also, yeah, there's the Shalam station. But it isn't so accessible. You know, yeah, it's correct. not like, you know, I can go to the train station, I can walk, I can take a bus, I can, mm. you know, I mean, you kind of had to plan, it was that, con that what they talk about, you know, that last mile, in, probably in the case of Sha'alam, that last two or three mile connection, you know, that, <laughs> yes. that you, know, you needed to, to look at. Um, so I think that that's certainly something that the city authorities are definitely in the state of Slangor is, you know, trying to address. Mm. Um, I imagine, you know, looking at their plan. After having this conversation and drawing from my own personal experience there, I can't help but wonder whether Sha'alam can be considered as a city that's pretty well planned. You know, as 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 planned towns go, I mean, obviously they they had you know some very specific ideas about what kinds of facilities and amenities they wanted to have, and and so what is missing, um, still is sort of the the bigger entertainment, um, you know the 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 concert halls and the theaters and things like that which you think about um but but uh, that's still that is available in in other parts you know and close enough by in in you know in Petaling Jaya in Subang and places like that I mean even if you're not going to come all the way into KL um so that kind of is a little bit um when you think about a city uh, you know a full holistically you know you expect or one would expect to have that kind of access to entertainment as well not just recreation because there is natural nature recreation but maybe not so much entertainment 
Um, and that would be something I think that uh, Shalom will, you know, I'm sure eventually either want to or, or, or decide to keep it the way it is. So it then retains this, what you were talking about, this character of it being really very quiet and congenial and gentle. And, you know, you can, you know, leap uh, out there, you know, without feeling the pressure of being in a city. And yet you're in a city with amenities uh, that are provided for by the city, the, your football stadiums, your shopping malls, your hotels. Um, your administrative centre, you want to go, um, your library, your gallery. But these are all very congenial and very gentle as opposed to, you know, the, the bright neon light and loud music, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and maybe it's because, um, you know, it being a UITM and the university and the nature of the university and the nature of the, um, the student population, um, it doesn't need that maybe, I don't know. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and this week our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa shared her thoughts and knowledge of Selangor's state capital, Shah Alam. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and you can also find this podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Anif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Stay safe and join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.